Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode where we're covering a very important topic on how to build an audience for your book. And there are a million different ways that you can do this. We're going to be talking today about a very specific type of way. And it's a way that I have also personally used over the past decade plus um, to grow my audience. So I'm really excited to be bringing this episode to you today. And for those of you who are like, but wait a second, my book's not even written yet. Um, I'm going to invite you today to head over to authorquiz.com and take our author quiz. It will help you identify exactly like where you're on track with your book and help you really spot where those missing pieces are that might be getting in your way from getting it done. Because you can't really build an audience for a book um, if the book isn't written. <laughs> we need you to have a book um, so that you can help more people with your message. And uh, authorquiz.com will be a great place for you to go and just really get a good assessment of where you're at, some resource to help you along the way and uh, get your book done. So um, the topic today, again, is how to build an audience for your book. And I am super excited because we've got with us here today, Ray Brem, who is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. He was in the book Quit List that made it onto those lists, which is pretty awesome. He's also the author of the author Star Startup, and the snowball book launch. Like this is a man who knows books and knows launching. And most recently he's been doing phenomenal work around helping people create audiences using virtual summits. He is a virtual summit expert and he is committed to helping authors like you build audiences, connect with influencers and increase their income and their impact using virtual summits. So Ray, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome. Thanks, Christine. I am excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, good topic. Um, but before we dive into all things about building an audience for your book and the power of virtual summits to do that, I got to ask the question I ask every guest when we first start talking. And that is like, how did you come to authorship? Like you've written, you know, multiple books. Um, was it a childhood dream? Was it a, you know, light bulb moment? What was it that had you start this and, and, continue to flourish in this journey of being a, an author and an, you know, thought leader. Well, that elaboration on the question you just made is making me go further back in time to the <laughs> days when I was hosting puppet shows and, and trying to make m money on the milkshakes that we sold there. It was almost like a Little Rascals episode. We did that <laughs> Sounds back like in fun. The day. But, uh, you know, and then I had a, my buddy was backstage just counting the money I'm like you're supposed to be holding those puppets up and I'm trying to direct that's how you are as an author right you're trying to direct all things the, the finances all the, all the areas and entrepreneurs we do that as well but for me I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur I always wanted to write a book it just you know when you're little you th I thought well that's it's ah, kind of out of my realm of possibility and then as you grow up, you think, well, I've just got to learn, get this level of success first before I can write a book. And, and really, a lot of times it's the it's the opposite. 
one of the things I did not knowing is follow uh, Dan Sullivan's four C's, which is you've got to actually commit before you have the confidence to do something. So I went to, I was at a software, interestingly, a software event for Infusionsoft, and there was a booth there for an anthology. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to pay money to be on that anthology. And it was actually with Jack Canfield. And that was my commitment because the, I pay, I know I'm going to get it done. I know I'm going to become a published mm -hmm. author. And so I went this route because I had been putting it off for 20 years. Now I'm not saying that's the best route to go, but for me, it was like, I, I knew it wasn't going to happen for multiple years unless I just made some type of commitment towards it. And as a, as a part of that, I watched what they did with the, the launch. I watched how they handled us as authors in, in the, uh, for our chapters and so forth. And it was amazing, but it was also enlightening to the point where I said, I, you know, I can do that. Why can't I do that? And so my next book was not actually for me. I basically took a friend of mine, a real estate guy, uh, he's get recruits heavy duty investors. So you, the minimum investment's a hundred thousand to be in these projects. And I took one of his seminars, turned it into a book for him. He sent it to everybody who had ever attended his projects and got a check a week later for a hundred thousand dollars. So he said, that's, it's worth having a book. And so I, at that mm -hmm. point I said, I've got to write my own. I just got to tell my story, what I did and, and what, you know, what the components were, the parts were to just get a book done. Because I know I had asked a lot of people that had, every time somebody wrote a book, I'm like, Hey, how did you do that? It just seemed like it, it just seemed at the time and it probably does to a lot of people now still like, it's so, oh, it's so complicated, so far away, but they've made it so easy and in fact, it's probably now swung the pendulum too far because now you got people writing books who haven't done, gone through programs like yours where they're getting the clarity to write the book in the first place. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that's that was my path. My third book was finally one about, you know, the, a solo book about writing. And from there, it, it's one of the things I learned was this, it's pretty competitive out there still. You can, writing a book is not equal passive income unless you plan for it right if you do the right things and what I've experienced as I progressed was people so then people came to me and said well help me launch my book I saw you just did that help me launch it and so I, I started building a business around that and I still struggled for me because I'm, a, I'm just this pure entrepreneur at heart and one of my coaches one day asked me he was like well how much money do you make people when you launch their books and I said you know that the launch is really not a revenue event. I mean, you're, you're in this for the long haul with the books. And that's when right around the same time I started seeing all the cool kids were doing virtual summits. And I said, well, that's probably the same effect as a book. Uh, it's going to give me authority. It's going to get, you know, get me seen with some of these other talented uh, experts. And uh, what happened was, it did a lot more for me than just that. It helped me build an audience. It helped me connect with a lot of experts, you know, in the self-publishing field and beyond because of the theme of my summit. And also it just, it, it really built me a business right almost instantly. And so from that point, I said, uh, this is the thing I can be involved in passionately because I can help entrepreneurs make money. I can help authors make money. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of people that struggle with that. And so I started a done for you service for virtual summits, specifically for authors and spent the next year and a half. And it, it was, it just, 
worked so well that we've now we've got another program maybe we talk about later but it's it's worked so well to build lists quickly so people are building you know if you think about for me it took me three years with you know between 10 and 15 books it took me about three years to build a list of 300 people Mm. and i you know i would think i looked at that and said this is not going to work for my timeline especially me who needs to see results fast or i just turn a different direction so I ran my first two summits. I ran within six months of each other and brought in 8,000 people to my list. And so for me, that was kind of that aha moment that, yes. said, hey, uh, you know what? I think summits work and it's, it's not, not replacing books by any means. Or, you know, for me, I still write in books. I still helping authors, you know, work with their book and with their summit, but it helps build an audience. It's a it's a great way to ask other influencers to you know, to meet them, really, to do the interviews, and uh, and then it's also a great way to build an email list and bring in some income. So that's how I got so, there. It's an exciting story. I know, like I while you were talking, I'm like, how many summits have I actually done? And I just wrote them down. My first one was in 2006, then seven, eight, and nine. I took a break in 2010 came back 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 were all years that I ran summits. And it was absolutely the biggest game changer I've ever done in my business. But for the person out there who might be listening, who hasn't participated in a summit or run a summit or know exactly what we're talking about, can you just real quickly define um, what a virtual summit is? And then we'll... uh, get into some more questions about that and how authors can use it to build their audience. That's a great question because there's a lot of, there's a lot of potential variations, but the garden variety in my mind is this, it's a, a, you're going to go out and ask some other influencers to interview with you, do a 20, 20, 30 minute interview, preferably on video. You're going to pre-record them. So it's not necessarily like a live event, but it's, it's pre-recorded interviews, and then it's delivered over the course of a, let's say, a week, five days, could be anywhere from one to seven days, really, and, or anywhere in between. And um, so day one, you're going to, let's say I've got 20, I've got 25 interviews. Day one, I release five of them. Those are good for 48 hours. You're asking people to register for it for free. They can watch the videos during that week for free. So it's a lot of, you know, it's interviewing like you and I are doing now. You're going to learn a lot of great information just from the, the stories that people tell. Some people will treat their interviews like an educational, almost a class session. And some people will treat them just interviews and, uh, you know, learn more about the other speakers. But the beauty of it is, for instance, Christine, if I'm coming to you and you don't know who I am and I say, hey, would you like to promote each other's books? Well, you're probably going to be like, well, you know, who the heck are you? You wouldn't say that, but I might say that to somebody coming. <laughs> Hopefully not to you? me, right. Ray. <laughs> no, my I friend, Ray. You. I'm the one reaching out to you. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's it's not easy for that person that has the the bigger list or the bigger audience to make that trade. They've, you know, most of the time our calendars are full. Not our. I don't want to include myself in that category, but our, you know, the calendars are full for people promoting. So it's got to be something, it's got to be a win-win. And, but when you ask somebody to a summit, so now if I say, Christine, would you come on my summit? And I've got these other 25 people from our industry at the summit with audiences 
that are going to learn more about you, that's appealing to donate 20 or 30 minutes of your time. The, the other appeal is if you're going to promote it, you can also be an affiliate, you get commissions on the premium passes and so forth. We'll talk about that in a second. But so to recruit speakers, especially ones that you look up to, it's a lot, it's a lot bigger. Uh, it's, it's not the ask is not nearly as difficult. You've got a lot bigger something to offer on the back for them. So that's the beauty of it from that perspective. And really that's, to me, that's the most valuable piece of this is building your, your relationships with other uh, influencers is probably the number one benefit of summits. Now, so during that week, people can watch the videos at any time they can buy the premium pass and each industry is different, but let's just say a typical, the most typical pricing we do is it's 97 for the premium pass, but you get it for $67 if you decide to purchase it in the first 15 minutes after you register. And you can certainly buy it later for 97, no problem, but it's 30 day money back guarantee. So, Hey, why not try it now? Um, but that, that 15 minutes sells 90 to 95% of the premium passes. And what the reason I bring this up is, you know, if you're looking at your book royalties and they're like $20 a month or something, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow after all the work you've done in your, in your book. And you certainly, you can always be tweaking the ads and doing somewhat, so, so many other things, but if you start building your own audience and I'm talking about a warm audience now too. So we're not talking the type of you're, you're all, you can find great people with Facebook ads, but that's a cold, that's cold traffic. They don't know who you are, what your product is. And yeah, you, you're going to get some, and that's good for list building. But what if I have a much better chance of working with people that are referred by you, Christine, than if somebody that just comes stranger comes across my site. And so that's the difference between warm and cold traffic. If I, same thing, if, if I say you've got to go to uh, Christine's transformational author experience, people are much more likely to listen to that than they're just coming across, you know, an ad on a, on a website or something. So, so That's true. What I and love like, about this. Yeah. And the thing is, like, what I want you all to get, it's like, just imagine that you've pulled together, you know, 20 experts related to the field, you know, the topic of your book, what you're doing, and that all of those 20 experts are telling their communities, like, hey, I'm speaking at this event. You got to come check it out. I mean, this, this is how I built my list. This is how I built my business. And I don't, I don't know if this still happens nowadays, but the first time I actually ran the transformational author experience, not as a live event, but as a virtual summit, I mean, I made well over six figures just on selling the passes. We had 10,000 people register for the first one I ever did back in 2011. I know like the market has changed a lot over the last decade. I can't believe that was a decade ago. Um, but even if you do a fraction of that, um, you know, even if you add a thousand people to your list and maybe $10,000 of income, you know, for some of you, as you move into this world of your thought leadership and your authorship, like a thousand more people and 10,000 more dollars could be a game changer. And um, like I said, I'm just glad you're here, Ray, because this was a strategy that I used and that worked like a charm for me. Well, what, what's amazing to me is that you remember the exact years you ran every summit. I don't even know how you did that. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. impressive. I, you know, I think for me, I can go to a whole nother story about this. I will try, I'll just keep it short that the t when I did that first summit, it was kind of a do or die time. It's like, am I staying online? 
I had sold my brick and mortar business. Uh, let's see, it was a year and a half prior and had burned through all the month, the cash from that sale, mm. <laughs> doing Facebook ads and high-end coaching and all this kind of stuff that was when all I really needed to do. And one of the last things I did was I bought a course on virtual summits. Then I went through and just figured everything out. And it was, I was doing that while I was struggling mentally to say, is this even for me? And, you know, do I need to go get a real job. I hadn't had a real job in 20 years, but this, everything was tight and, and, and the summit turned everything around for me. Well, I just have to share here because some of you might not know this part of my story. I don't know if you do Ray or not, but um, when I did my first transformational author experience virtual summit, May of 2011, I remember distinctly, I was going through a bankruptcy. I was losing my home to foreclosure. And I literally, like, I did not know where I was going to be living. I knew where I would be when I, inter- when I ran the first day of the training, but I didn't know where I would be living at the end of it. Literally, that was the environment that I was in when I was pulling this whole thing together. So like none of you, I'm going to be a little firm here. Like none of you can have an excuse to be like, oh, I can't do that because X, Y, Z. Like I did it literally on the verge of homelessness. Um, when I was bankrupt, you know, probably as broken as I'd ever been, but also as open and as um, committed and willing to do what it took to get myself and my family back on our feet after, um, you know, shutting down a business uh, by choice and losing everything. So now you've got two stories of here of us saying, yeah, I did this thing and it really turned things around. And it was hard because like life wasn't easy when I created this, you know, it wasn't easy for Ray when we created this, but you know, done right, which is what Ray knows how to do and what I know how to do, but I don't do it for people like Ray does, you know, done right. A virtual summit can literally change the trajectory of your business, can change the trajectory of your ability to grow an audience, to have impact on the audience, to get more people to buy your book, because now more people know about you. I even know um, of a gal who actually ran a summit around her book launch and she sold thousands and thousands of books because she made them as part of her premium pass for her summit. So there's, there's a lot of creative stuff that you can do with books and summits and, and all of that. So anyway, um, one thing I want to talk about, which I think is interesting is this distinction that I've heard you talk about between a transactional author and a relational based author. Um, Would you speak a little bit to that and how the virtual summits tie in to just help people grow their audiences and sell more books and impact more lives and make a bigger difference in the world? Yeah, I would say it starts with the whole cold traffic, warm traffic theory, right? So as I, as I'd started doing summits for other people, I started looking at the patterns and for one, I, that was one of my first summit was the day I stopped doing Facebook ads and and any paid ads, well, not except for on Amazon and so forth, but for the books, but I started looking at things and I said, you know, here's, here's where most authors are. And this, this is where I was. So maybe I'm the only one, but if not, don't fret that you're, if you're in this situation, but it was published my, you know, I worked hard, wrote my book, published the book, running ads, and then looking at the monthly royalties and thinking hey where's that 
you know, million dollar a month royalty I was going to be getting and living scot-free off my book. Were you at and, least breaking even with your ads? Because some people run ads and they don't even make as much money as they do in the ads that they run, that they invest in ads. Other people, like I have a client right now, she's just like slow and steady running ads. And every month she's, you know, making twice as much as she's investing in ads. So she's like, I'll do that all day long. Like what was your situation back then? Just curious with the- Yeah, cold. I was, uh, for me, I was breaking even. Breaking or, even, you know, okay. Just about breaking even. And for me, that was okay. Cause I realized I was, you know, that was my lead magnet or that was the way into my world. Um, and I know people that do well, but you, if you're, if that's going to be your, if you love running ads, that's great then you tweak your ads every day. I, I don't know if you know Mark Recklow. He does just phenomenal uh, on ads. That's all he does, but he loves it. He, hour a day, he's in there tweaking ads, creating more ads. And, but for me, it's like, and most people that I've worked with, the, the, you know, they really don't want the part, that part of the ads and or that part of the, the work is running the ads. And so for me, I and was breaking is, even. And, and let me just take a moment to explain, like when you're running an ad um, and people are coming to you or like they didn't know you before and they come into your world from an ad, whether it's a, you know, Amazon ad or it's a Facebook ad, or it's, I think you can even advertise on Instagram or whatever all the places are that you can place advertisements, you know, Google ads, what have you. That is all what's considered cold traffic. If you're like listening and being like, what's cold traffic? What's warm traffic? Like, is it like cold, you know, tea and like iced tea and hot tea, it, it's, uh, it's really not the same thing. Cold traffic comes from an ad. Some of you may have seen my ads. I was running a lot of them um, in October for the transformational author experience. That's cold traffic. That's people who don't know me and see an ad and that's how they know me versus warm traffic is like, let's say you get like a, you know, quote unquote celebrity in your industry, who's going to be on your summit. And that celebrity, that expert, that thought leader tells people, Hey, come on over. You got to do this thing. That warm referral is what's considered warm traffic. Just want to make sure we have that distinction for anyone who might've been like, wait, what? Um, and it goes, yeah, it goes back to what, if, if you're walking down the street and some stranger says, you got to see this movie. It just came out here. Like, well, maybe I will. Or your friend calls you up and says, you got to see this movie. Well, they, they have a lot more credibility with you. And the, and the same, you know, if, if, if I send people that trust me in my audience to one of your things, Christine, that's warm, right? They're saying, well, if Ray says so, then I'm going to, I'm also going to trust Christine and vice versa. So getting to that warm traffic, it's, that was just one of the byproducts of test, trying to do a virtual summit was this, wow, everybody here is really nice. That's warm. You know, I was getting replies through that very first summit. Like, this is great. Thank you so much. And just building a rapport with the audience that was coming in and, you know, to quickly run through like that first summit, I was, I won't go through the story, but I was struggling. I was getting on interviews and I was depressed because I wasn't sure this business was going to last, but I had to get up for that interview because I had booked them. And, you know, these are people I looked up to and it, all worked out that the in fact you start making money theoretically uh before the summit because you start getting people to register and they get the offer before the summit even starts and when those first few emails came in i'm like wait a minute i, I might make some money from this thing and i just thought it was kind of like i was embarrassingly i was a math major in college but i didn't put two and two together and i said <laughs> how much how come i going to make any money at 67 bucks and uh, then I went back and after I saw the numbers and the daily totals and I said, 
how many, how many, it's 150 sales at $67, puts you over 10 K, you know, five figures. And so I said, Oh my gosh, this math is better than I thought. And that was just the start. So I ran that first summit. I was building a great email list with people that were sending me testimonials just about the summit. And I was making income from the premium pass and I connect with all these influencers. So the week, the day after the summit, first summit closed, I said, I just, I don't know. I feel like my authority's up. So I said, I, I, I think I need to run some kind of offer. I don't know what it is. And I de deliberated on it for about an hour. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to take, I could promote somebody else's stuff, get a commission, but I think it should be mine. I think it should be my highest price thing. And at the time I had an anthology and it was a thousand dollars a chapter. And I had, but I just run it to my list 45 days earlier. Do I risk it? I finally decided to do it. And I did another 19,000 just on the, on the, in four or five emails. So four or five days, I didn't, there was no super launch or webinar or anything. It was just an email launch to my highest ticket at the time. And then, and so I was like this, there's something to this because us starving authors this is a nice piece we can snap on and i've i've actually had a lot of clients where i said let's delay your book launch till the week after the summit or two weeks after the summit because yeah. you have a new audience it's a lot easier that for them attending your summit and then getting your book it's kind of a no-brainer and you know, the, i just have to, i just have to say this like i'm sitting over here just cracking up like i had to mute my microphone on my end for a moment because i was <laughs> chuckling because when I did my first summit in 2011, the transformational author experience, the virtual summit version, um, I like that's as far as I could think. I mean, I dealing with losing my home, going through bankruptcy, trying to get you know our feet back on the ground, getting a new business established, a new you know a new way of doing things that was more solid than what I'd created before. But like I could only see as far as the summit, and just like you, after the summit, I was like you know, it all wrapped up in June. And in July, I'm, I'm like thinking, oh my God, I didn't even think about what's next. Like what's next. And I literally, I canceled a trip to India because I felt like I knew something was going to come. And it was my, it was the very first wave of my pebbles in the pond anthology. It hit me one morning, like a lightning strike we were leaving for Disney world, taking our daughter to Disney world for the first time ever. She was six years old. She's now 16. And I was like, okay, I've got 42, like 48 hours before we leave for Florida. I am not canceling that trip. That's a family trip. That's a priority. I'll go to India some other time. And I canceled, I, I like I said, I canceled India. I let this idea come and I had 48 hours to introduce it before I was like off to Disney world with my husband and daughter to kind of celebrate that, you know, we're not going to be homeless. We're going to actually, you know, I'm back on my feet again, kind of thing. And I sent out like a couple of emails, introducing people to my anthology. It was like a whole, it was a very robust program, not just a chapter, but a whole experience and in-person events and things like that. So it was a $5,000 offer. And like, by the time I got to Florida and by the time I got home, all 40 spots in that book at $5,000 were sold out, sold out. That's amazing. So I was like, That's... oh my God, you know? So um, I love that what you're talking about is like what happens after, like the summit is kind of like, you know, when you're playing tennis, you got to throw the ball up in the air and then 
you know, you can hit it for the serve. It's almost like the summit sort of throws the ball up in the air, a profitable ball, an impactful ball, a ball that like has a trifecta of all the things you just talked about. But then after the summit is like when you get to hit the serve. Now, I didn't pre-plan my anthology. It sounds like you didn't pre-plan that you no, were going to do that after really your summit. But the beauty is now, like if someone were to work with you, like you're looking ahead, like, okay, there's the summit. We're going to get that tennis ball thrown up in the air. But then what's the thing afterwards that's going to just take all that authority building and credibility and influence that you just built and like really bring people more deeply into your world. It's an amazing thing. So what I'm curious and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're almost on time. And I have so much I want to talk to you about. Wait, I'm just um, getting started. Just kidding. I know, I know it kind of feels like that. But before I ask you my final question, um, what I do want to ask you, well, first of all, is I want to make sure that we share your, um, your free resource. So let's talk about that. And then I'm going to ask you, I think, two quick questions. We might go a little bit longer with this episode because it's just it's an exciting topic. It changed, changed my life, um, this particular strategy for building an audience for your book, your business, your message. Um, so if you go over to the show notes, as I encourage you to do every episode, what you'll see there is a free re resource from Ray, which is actually a copy of his book called Virtual Summits for Authors. So if you're sitting here thinking, hmm, maybe this is something that I might want to look at doing and maybe in prep, you know, time it before the book launch or in association with the launch or something else you're going to like, you know, tee off um, after the summit, but that's where you want to get started. So you want to go over to the show notes and you want to click on the link there that says virtual summits for authors. And it'll take you over to Ray's um, site to grab a free copy of that book. Um, is there anything else you want to add about that? Ray, the free offer that we have for people, the free. No, no it's a great, I mean, obviously yeah. it's written for authors. It's a great yep. book for just to get you understanding more. If you, you probably, if you're scribbling, taking notes, don't worry about it, go grab that. It explains what a summit is, explains why it's beneficial to you, especially with your launching, whatever your core thing, it's after the summit. And uh, it will walk you through kind of all the different parts of a summit and, and really hopefully generate more interest around potentially hosting your own summit. Yes. So obviously step one that anyone listening should take is to go grab that free resource and read up on virtual summits for authors to learn more about doing it. Um, but if like after that, if they're not going to necessarily work with you, although I would encourage if you're thinking of doing this to definitely get help because it's, you know, it's, it is a bit of an undertaking and it helps to have a guide show you just like I show people how to write books, you know, Ray can help make this easier for you. But like, what, what's probably the most important thing? Like, I'm kind of thinking that is pretty important for someone to start to, you know, put together a list. That's sort of where I started. Like I figured out what the theme of the summit was going to be. And then I started putting a list of who I might invite um, yeah, to speak. It, what, like, is that on par with it, kind of what you walk people through? Right. And I, I think people, especially people coming from your audience, they're, they're in a great position to consider hosting a summit because the number one thing is clarity on what you want to happen. Right. And you get you work with people on clarity. But so the first question I ask people is, what's the thing after the summit? Right. So it could be mm. your book, could be a course, could be your high ticket. I would recommend you consider a high ticket. Uh, if I had run a higher ticket item like you did, the, the numbers would obviously be multiplied out and so forth. The other thing is I ran. Um, I, I, you know, getting the right so you get you get the idea like who's what, what's my high ticket okay it's coaching this and that great 
so my summit theme is this, my high tickets, this, who are the people that have that audience that would be interested in that high ticket? Now it's, you know, we're going to get good people in there and so forth, but we really want to focus on getting the right audience to the summit. Who's going to be interested in that next thing. And you can serve, you can do that very well. Just having clarity around it. Mm. They say clarity is king. And for those of you women out there, clarity is queen. And um, everything in between, it's like, I love that that's where you start is with the clarity and with the bigger picture. Um, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. So I can't believe we're at the end, but here we are. And I'm going to ask you my final question. (laughs) And this will be your final answer um, until we have another chat again on this topic, because it's pretty exciting. Um, but of everything that we spoke about today on this topic of, you know, how to build an audience for your book here, we're speaking specifically using the virtual summit, um, model, which, you know, really changed both my life and Ray's life and many others, I'm sure. What's the single most important piece or nugget that you want our listeners to walk away with today around this topic? The idea that you, the the listener, are capable of hosting a summit now. There's no reason to wait. There's no there's no ranking of success you need to achieve. There's no ranking of success you need to achieve to reach out to speakers because when you host a summit, you you've got something valuable to offer these speakers to come on to your summit. And I think that's the biggest thing is people would be like, well, I got to wait till I'm more a little more famous before I invite people. The summit gives you that excuse. There's no reason that we've, we work with people all the time that build literally instant businesses from zero list, zero connections to hosting a summit because of this very important dynamic that as a speaker, I know it's valuable for me to be on summits. So I'm going to say yes, as long as it fits my audience, the, the topic. And so that doesn't mean everybody will say yes. A lot of people are busy or they just emails get lost, but you have there's no reason to wait. You have the power and the authority yourself to host your own summit. And that's going to really help with your book, your business, whatever your end goal is. Fantastic. I don't know about you all listening, but when Ray said now, like, boom, it like it hit, (laughs) it hit pretty solid that you don't actually need to wait. You don't need to wait. And, you know, if it's a strategy you're interested in, certainly go get the free resource and, you know, just, you know, reach out to Ray, say, Hey, I heard you on the podcast and have a conversation. If this is something that interests you, because it is a really great way to build an audience for your book. So, and your business and everything else. So Ray, thank you for taking the time to be with us and sharing this topic. I'm so grateful that your journey kind of led you where it led you to do this for authors, um, because it is a great strategy and, and, you know, figuring it out on your own, just like writing a book on your own is not really that much fun. It's much easier to just follow in a process and system that someone else has figured out that, you know, works. I do that for books. Like I said, you do that for virtual summit. So I'm just grateful that you took the time to share your wisdom with us today. Thanks so much, Christine. This has been a blast. I could have kept talking for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I feel that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I looked at the clock. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. Anyway. And to all of you listening, thank you for being here and tuning in to the Get Your Book Done podcast and being someone who is up to writing a transformational book, to making your mark on the world, to having an impact and uh, making a difference. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. That's what transformational authorship is all about. So 
Thank you for being here. And until next time, write powerfully. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.